guess that means I'm up. Hey, praise God. Good morning, Bethany Church. So wonderful to worship with you today. Uh, The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. When we lift up the name of Jesus, He truly will draw all people unto Himself. Um, So thank you for, uh, uh, obviously, you guys, some of you probably don't know me. My name is Randall Wilbur. I am the Executive Director of the Billings Men's Campus of Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, thanks for letting our guys come invade your space and maybe take some of your seats. <laughs> thanks for sharing. Uh, you guys have a wonderful opportunity. Thank God for the work that Pastor Jordan's getting to do uh, over in Pakistan. That's a beautiful, that's a powerful thing. Uh, it says in uh, Genesis chapter 12 that uh, through Abraham all families of the earth shall be blessed. And so God is interested not in just Billings, Montana, but he's interested in the nations. So thank you for partnering with the work that God is doing. Today you get an opportunity to hear from another area of the the world uh, that God is at work. Uh, You get the opportunity to hear from the Uganda National Directors with Teen Challenge. Uh, My friends Didis and Stella Moisejay, why don't you guys stand up and wave at everybody. They're wonderful friends of mine. This last October, I got the opportunity to go to their uh, go to Uganda. We were in; they have a men's campus in Kampala, and then they just planted a a new campus up in the northern region of Uganda in Gulu. And so uh, we're we're privileged to partner with them and to see God's work being forwarded. So, Pastor Didis, why don't you come and share? He's going to share a little bit about the ministry that God is doing there in Uganda through Teen Challenge. And then he's going to get into the word just a little bit. So, Pastor Didis, come on up. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. We serve a good God. Um, it's an honor to stand before you. Um, we honor the man of God, the father, the pastor of this church. We pray that God continues to empower and refresh him with vision, with anointing, and for allowing us to share his pulpit with him this morning. And his entire leadership, thank you for the great work that you're doing. Amen. I want to bless and thank my friend, Pastor Rando, for opening up the doors of Montana to us. We've never been here, but because of him, we've met wonderful people We've had a great week, and uh, we've eaten some good food, some good food. And uh, he's, he's given us uh, a comfortable bed to stay in, and uh, God bless you, my brother. God bless you. I moved with my wife, uh, the mother of our two beautiful daughters, that's Stella, and um, I, I love her. I, somebody told me you married up. I'd never heard that statement. But I was like, you are a very wise man. I truly married up. <laughs> I truly married up. And I'm so honored to move and serve with her. And uh, God is good. Amen. Um, before I go on, I want to start with a video uh, that gives you kind of what we, uh, I'm going to talk about and uh, where we come from. And I'll also share something small that God has put on my heart, and God is going to bless us this morning. He has already blessed us this morning. Where his presence is, there is liberty, and darkness cannot stand. 
Hallelujah. Let's play the video and then we'll speak more. A lot of times, life seems to just happen. Do we choose our circumstances or do they choose us? Is it the choices we make or the choices made for us? Whichever way, whatever the reason, a time comes when it's evident that we have been robbed, stripped and shattered. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy with the lies that we lack identity, purpose, direction and hope. But hope is never lost, neither is direction, no purpose. Not even our identity. No one is worthless. All people matter. We all just need a star in the right direction, a flicker of hope, a shoulder to lean on, a reminder that we matter, that all people matter. At the Hope Village, we strive to unleash hope. Hope for the unemployed, underemployed, orphaned, illiterate, poor, and addicted. We achieve this through a planned community comprising of three components. The first is education, which includes primary, secondary, and leadership. The second being a rehabilitation home. And the third, which is agribusiness. Here, we are able to inspire and motivate people to reach their full potential through discipleship in a holistic and loving environment. We offer quality education, leadership by example, and skill development through vocational and business training with a bias to agriculture, pollution, and work of transformation in four major ways. Offer your skills by volunteering with us or help put together a mission team or come participate in construction and building of the village. Be our ambassador to your local community. Connect with 20 other people in your location. Encourage each to raise $100. This collectively helps us raise $2,000 through you. Give towards the Hope Village, either through one-off donations or regular contributions on a monthly and annual basis. Pray for us. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. We can all be a part of the solution. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for life for God. The life that we have in its fullness. I thank you for what you're already doing in this place. May you continue to move, oh God. May you heal. May you deliver. May you set men free, God. May we catch the kingdom vision, oh God. May we get your heartbeat, the thoughts that are on your mind. I know the Bible says that your thoughts are not ours, but you have revealed them to us, oh God. We thank you, Abba Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I started working with Teen Challenge over six years ago. And six, this ministry has become so close to my heart. It is a very beautiful ministry. I think I have the best job in the world. I get to see God work every day. Men come into the program broken. And just a couple of months, you see the glow of God on their lives. 
I love this ministry. Six years ago, God gave us a vision. God gave us an assignment to build that community. We were running a ministry of about 10 people. But we were so stuck because all we're doing is offer beds. And we were not even able to meet some of our bills. We thank God that God opened the door. Teen adult and Teen Challenge, Pacific Northwest came in and started training us, mentoring us, expanding our vision, showing us all the ways we can do ministry. And therefore, that vision was birthed. I came with that video six years ago to the United States. I got an opportunity to come six years ago to the United States with that vision to share what God had put on my heart. It, was, it is still an audacious vision. We want to offer sustainability and be able to give revenue to our ministry. We want to be able to train our students, not only just to become sober, but to become good workers, to become good stewards, to become good, responsible citizens of our nation. And that village is able to do that. In six years, we have managed, we have land, 50 acres, and we bless the Lord for that. We have a water source, so we have clean water. Our people no longer have to suffer from typhoid because they are taking dirty water. And the community now has clean water. We celebrate that. We have a building. I'll show you my slides. Uh, they were supposed to be running, but they are. We have a building. This building is a miracle. It is a, it is a miracle. This building is supposed to house our Teen Challenge Center and have offices and some accommodation. It's not yet complete, but we celebrate it this far. Because even just getting here, God has been the one doing it. Right now, through this building, we have a men's campus. And we have a church that houses about 100 people, adults, and about 70 young children. So we have a vibrant Sunday school. So this building is a resource to us. And we need to finish it up. So all these things, God is doing peace by peace, and we are so excited about this. My other slide is, uh, it's coming. Wait for it. Yeah, that's our Sunday service. You've seen that gentleman, Pastor Randall. He came over to Uganda last year, and we commissioned this building. This is our Sunday school. Rather, this is the Sunday school children. That's my wife up there. Uh, she helps out with the Sunday school whenever we are up there. And so we, we are looking at um, the adults pray inside the building. The children pray under that tree that you see there. So when it rains, we take them to the men's uh, rooms and we put the beds away and we do our service in there. So my, my vision, my ask would be that we're going to, to put a shed for the children so that even when the rain comes, they can still pray. And also put a shed for the men, for the adults, sorry, uh, so that they can get out of the men's building. 
And therefore, we have about five asks that I'm going to go through very fast because I want to share uh, uh, something that God has put on my heart. We are trying, we are believing God for about 300,000 US dollars. That will help us uh, with the five asks that we have. The first one is, I can actually look here. Isn't it good to be in America? Like when in my church, I have to do like this. But here I can see there, hallelujah, God is good. Abundancy. So we, we need to finish up the building and um, uh, plaster it, color it, uh, paint it, sorry, uh, put in furniture, and, and make it a, tip, a good functioning building uh, for the Teen Challenge men. So we're looking for about 100,000 US dollars to do that. The second ask is, um, it's coming. I see it. Uh, we are launching our women's campus, our women's program. We do a lot of women's outreaches. We reach out to the sex workers. We reach out to the young mothers, women in addictions and women in crisis. And therefore, they need a home to be in. Right now, we just do community outreaches and support groups. But not all of them can be helped from the outside. They need to get out of the environments. And they come into a safe place where they can encounter Jesus and be discipled. The second one uh, is, I've talked about it, is uh, the shed, the church for right now. Okay, it's not right now. Last night, when, when we were sleeping, they were praying. Now we are praying, they are sleeping. So they, they, they had their service. So we need a church for, it's coming. Um, and then the second part, the fourth ask is, um, it's coming. They always come. So just to help us with our staffing needs, we need to hire uh, a pastor, we need to hire a men's director in that campus, and also to help us sustain and keep getting a good team uh, for about a year till our gardens can keep us running. And lastly, this is a testimony. We have a testimony to this. So we, we have this sustainability that we are talking about. We want to start a cow farm, a cattle, a cattle farm. Um, and then also we need uh, a box truck that can move our goods from one from the farmers to where they can be sold. So this, I think yesterday, Yesterday, we were talking to someone and he bought us all the 20 cows that we need to start up a cow farm. So that is ticked off. I bless the Lord. I was so excited that how God works. Hallelujah. But this is where our message from today is coming from. Uh, my next slide, please. Okay, that one. So as Teen Challenge, of course, we always have needs. And we are so blessed that we can have people like you to support and believe in what we are doing. Many people don't. As I mentioned earlier, that I love this ministry so much because I get to see God working every day in people's lives. But this is our testimony. And this is going to be my exhortation that you also pursue some of these testimonies. This is Isaiah 61, and this is verse 4. I'll read it, then I'll go to Isaiah 61 uh, still, go back to the upper verses. I think we have Bibles, not so. Most of the Bibles we have in Uganda come from America, and uh, we thank God for the generosity of this nation. Amen. So on, from my country 
to your country. I want to thank you. Thank you so much. So in Isaiah 61, he says, and they shall rebuild. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. And they shall raise up the former desolation. And they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolation of many generations. If you just read this verse, you might not understand what they are talking about. Who is they? And what are all these words that they are talking about? But let me take you back to verse 1. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. All of us here, especially if you've given your life to Christ, you have the spirit of the Lord God no longer upon you just, but on the inside of you. We carry the presence of God on the inside of us. That is the guarantee that the Father gave to us. 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says that, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The treasure, the Holy Spirit in these earthen vessels, in these weak vessels. He trusted us that much to give us this treasure in these earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So this spirit comes to empower us. You might say, I am weak. I can't do a B, C, D. But it is not about you. Because the excellency of this spirit will be of God. So why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Why did God anoint us? Why is, the, why is Isaiah saying that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me? Therefore, he goes again down and he explains to us why the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon him. Follow with me. And he says, to preach good tidings to the poor. I was so excited to see your pastor on that crusade. When people are poor, they need the gospel. We are not talking about material poverty. Me not having a car, me not having a house, me not having all that. There are people who have all those things, but they are in abject poverty. And there are people who have none of that, but they are prosperous. So when the soul of a man is prosperous, everything prospers. And therefore, you and I who carry the Holy Spirit, our responsibility is to take them the good news that we can prosper their souls, that we can deliver their souls from poverty. That's why we carry the Holy Spirit. And he says, to heal the brokenhearted. Child of God, it is only God who can fix a broken heart. It is only God who can fix a wounded heart. We can masquerade. We can buy all these toys. We can do all these other pleasures of the world to try and cause healing in our hearts. But 
That is a place that only God can touch. And you and I have the mandate to grow and bring healing to every broken heart. When men come into our centers, they come in wounded and broken. When women and they enters, they come in wounded and broken, but they encounter the love of Jesus and they are fixed. One of those days, Jesus visits the Pharisee. And this woman hears that Jesus is in the neighborhood of the Pharisee. And then she goes and picks her alabaster box and goes and comes to Jesus and starts repenting, crying. She breaks the alabaster box and pours it on the feet of Jesus. She picks her hair. The Bible says the hair is the glory of a woman. In our country, that might not relate because we don't have much hair. But you guys, your hair is a lot. You can pull it down and clean Jesus' feet. This lady, the Bible says, was a sinner. She had done a lot of sins, but she comes to Jesus. The Bible says, as she walks away from Jesus... She's a lover of Jesus. And Jesus says, to whom much is forgiven, that one loves more. Because her heart was fixed. She had all the wealth. Actually, some disciples even envy. And they're like, couldn't we, couldn't we sell it? Couldn't we make money out of it? Because she had the money. She had the money. But she was broken on the inside. And she needed Jesus to fix it. You and I, can we give the world Jesus? There is a, a lot of sin and darkness in the world. There is a lot of darkness. But the light of Jesus, the Bible says the life of Jesus became the light of man. When we give people the life of Jesus, our worlds light up. Hallelujah. Therefore, what's this, the other bit? The other piece is to proclaim liberty to the captives and to open of the prisons to those who are bound. I hate the devil. I don't know how much you hate him, but I hate him. The devil can torment. The devil can torment. His job is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have seen people being bound by demons. And they, you become like a mad person. He takes away your identity, your life. You walk around bound. Child of God, you and I have the authority. We have the power to rebuke, to bind the devil, to set the captives free. People should not stay bound around us. The devil should not be walking around freely when we are around. And that's why we went to this place, Gulu. We've seen God deliver people from the demonic activities. And that's why we go to the, to the communities. That's why we go to the ghettos. Because we know that we have the authority. We have the spirit of the sovereign Lord that gives liberty to the bound. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for the worship today. And the band, thank you so much for leading us into those praises. The name of Jesus. Every knee bows. And every tongue confesses that he's Jesus. How can we be selfish and hold and keep this Jesus on the inside of us? 
It is time to let him lose. Hallelujah. And he talks about to proclaim at the acceptable of the year of the Lord, sorry, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all those who mourn and to console all those who mourn in Zion. And this is a divine exchange at this point. He says, we give them beautiful ashes. He trades beautiful ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. And the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That these people may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. So there is a whole process up there. And now this is the testimony of Teen Challenge. This is my testimony. This is what I pursue. In verse 4. So this person who was wounded. This person who was broken hearted. This person who was miserable. Once they encounter Jesus. They go back. In our verse 4. And they rebuild the old ruins. Now they are empowered to do it themselves. Because like, like our teen challenge men, they all come from different places. And the director cannot go back to all those places or the outreach coordinator cannot go back to the, all those places. But imagine these 10 men plus, empowered with the Holy Ghost and the word of God. We let them lose and they all go back to the places they came from. Can you imagine the impact? And the testimony Teen Challenge has is one man gets free and he goes and reaches out to another man. My program director is a former Teen Challenge. I have seen many people from Teen Challenge running Teen Challenges, reaching out to the men that they lost, that were lost, that are lost. That is our mandate, and that is our testimony. Hallelujah. And therefore, church, I want to ask us a question today as we're going on with this. There is, if I ask that question, there is a famous devotional writer. This gentleman wrote a devotion called Kingdomnomics, like kingdom, kingdom, kingdomnomics, kingdomnomics, as in economics, kingdom and economics. I know you can say that better than I do. Phil Wigan, and he talks about the three T's that everyone has, that God has given to us. He talks about the first time. God has given us time. The fact that we are breathing, we are living, we have time. The second is the talents, the giftings. There are things I can do, you can't do. There are things you can do. I, I can't play keyboard. I can't play. I, I, I can sing in my bathroom. I can sing. But I can't sing here. So we all have talents, different talents. And the third is treasures our wealth, our resources, and we all have access as God has permitted us. So when we talk about the Spirit of the Lord being upon all of us, it translates in working through our time, 
It translates through working in our talents, how we are using our talents, how we are using our resources. And in his devotion, he's saying, is your life, how you're living your life right now, how you're using your three T's, is it echoing into eternity? Or we are living life that only profits now, but there is no profit in eternity. Child of God, there is a world in the unseen. For the things we see in the seen world come from the world that is unseen. And therefore, we cannot just be taken up by what we see here. No, we have to be investing in eternity, in the unseen world. What would you or me be willing to sacrifice for a season so that we can enjoy something far much greater and forever. You and I are going to die someday. That is not prophetic. It's obvious. And this world will go away. But there is a world we are going to go in that will never go away. Everything will pass away, but that world will always be there. I want to reach heaven. And I look, and the line is running and running and running and running because I used my time for eternity. I used my talent for eternity. I used my treasures for eternity. Hallelujah. And that is my challenge for you today. We use what God has entrusted us with to bring good tidings to the poor. To comfort those who mourn. I don't know how many of you have been, you've mourned before. It is a deep pain. It is so deep. You, 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 you even lose words of what to tell that person. But just you being with them, you offer comfort to that person. And that is your time you've given to that person. The church has a big responsibility to do all these things. I end with this. And it's a sobering scripture that I've kept in my face over the years. It is Matthew 7, verse 6. I once lived a life. I was a Christian. I was a leader. I was actually running Teen Challenge. That's close to about seven years ago. But I was not seeing profit. I was not seeing growth. There was no life in my life. It wasn't exciting. It was laborsome. It was a toiling day and night. And I was tired of doing ministry, doing Christianity like that. I knew there is more. I knew this thing is supposed to be exciting. Just imagine your pastor standing on that crusade, looking at all those people in an Islamic nation, raising up their hands. The joy that fills his heart. I wanted to have that kind of excitement because that's what satisfies. And as I was praying one of those end of years, God gave me the scripture in Matthew 7, 6. And it says, do not give what is holy to the dogs. Now, my apologies. I know dogs are a big thing in America. 
People love their dogs. People love their dogs. So, but let's put that on the shelf somewhere and we stick to the Bible. Do not give what is holy to the dogs. Nor cast your pearls before swines. That's the pigs. Is that okay to say in church? Okay. Lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. What is holy that God has given unto you? Because that is demanded in eternity. And therefore, if you give it to the things of this world, you can't win with the devil. You can't play with him and win. No. He's older than you. He's smarter than you. The only leverage we have is the spirit of the Lord that is in our earthen vessels. And that's why we can't play here and there. No, we are all in. We can't live in two worlds. When I'm in this world, I'm a sojourner. I'm passing through. And therefore, I'm an ambassador. I am a representative of the kingdom of God, of the one who sent me. And therefore, I cannot use the resources of the one who sent me to, for darkness. And when I got that, my priorities changed. I started going after the lost like no other. Pastor Randall came and visited us. We took him to one of our support groups. He preached to over 100 sex workers, seated and listening to the gospel. God moved and delivered and healed people. Those are the things we live for. Those are the things that should excite us. I'm not saying that, I mean, we have the cares of this world. You need a good roof. You need a good car. I'm not talking. And those things, you know, the, the problem is this. There are things that are supposed to be added to us. But unfortunately, those are the things we seek. Because if we seek the kingdom, those things are just added unto us. But if we do it in reverse and seek the things that are supposed, we fail. Therefore, we are giving the things that are holy to the that word, to the dogs. Don't, don't think about your, 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 your dog at home. No, it's not the one they're talking about. Not the one they're talking about. So this text challenged me. I spoke with my wife. And I told her how we are going to live life now. And we've seen God do extraordinary things in our lives. Me being here is the miracle. I can't afford a ticket to bring me here. But somebody bought it for me and I'm here with my wife. And so, even as I presented to you what Teen Challenge needs and what Teen Challenge is doing, my invitation is please join us as we continue to build. As we continue to build the kingdom. As we continue to plunder hell and populate heaven. I want to pray, and then I'll call the pastor. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. For the Bible says the entrance of your word brings light and giveth understanding to the simple. I pray, O oh God, that we will be challenged do a soul search 
and live for you and live for you and be heaven minded and come to that understanding that the spirit of the sovereign God is on the inside of us for a purpose what kind of man lights a candle and puts it under the table may we light this shine so bright that darkness will not contend it anymore may everyone around us be blessed by the spirit of God on the inside of us Father, I continue to pray for healing upon every person in this place who is afflicted. I pray for healing over any form of sickness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, may there be comfort for the brokenhearted. And for those who mourn, O oh God, Spirit of God, may you release the love of the Father that embraces and that comforts and that heals. I celebrate what this church is doing, sending missionaries to the ends of this world. The word says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. There is a blessing in this house. There is a growth in this house. We decree and declare a new season in this house. A season of miracles, signs and wonders. That they will enlarge the tents of their dwelling. Because revival has broken out of this house. Oh yes. In the name of Jesus, we release the fire of the Holy Ghost. The man will continue to be filled day and night in the classes, in the practices, in the main services, that there will be new wine. New wine that all the old wineskins will break for Jesus. The worshippers will arise. Evangelists will arise. That will give our time, our talents, our treasures for the glory of one audience and that is the Father. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. May you continue to empower every work out there. The pastor, Lord, as he's evangelizing, as he's preaching, Lord, wherever he's at, Refresh him and empower him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Amen. Wasn't that wonderful? So what are you doing with your time, your talents, and your treasure? That's a very convicting statement. I, I think that has been something that we've really taken to heart as a church, as a leadership, in everything we do. Are we stewarding what God has given us? And so this morning, what we wanna do is we wanna take a moment and we wanna give you guys an opportunity to invest and to sow into what Didis is doing in Uganda. Because what they said in that video is so true. Everyone is valuable. Every person across this globe 
And we have an opportunity to sow and reach and touch lives, to see the brokenhearted mended, to see lives changed, to see the power and the anointing of God work in people's hearts and lives. So what I want to do is if you feel led this morning to give towards Uganda to see lives changed, go ahead and make your check out to Bethany and put it in an envelope back there and just mark it Teen Challenge. Everything that's marked for Teen Challenge is going to go over to Uganda today. Uh, we're going to add some from the church. We, I want to bless this man of God and the ministry that he's doing. Would you guys join me in that? Why don't you all stand up this morning and let's pray for their ministry real quick and we'll, we'll dismiss. Father, I lift up Didis and Stella right now. Lord, I pray that your anointing would increase in their lives. I pray favor. I pray your blessing. Father, I pray doors open. Doors open for this community, for this village that they're creating. Father, I pray connections. I pray resources. I pray uh, favor with the government. I pray favor as they go and they minister. Father, I pray lives would be changed. People would be ministered to through this. I pray that addictions break. Oh, freedom from bondage right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your blessing, your favor, your grace carrying them, and your spirit leading and directing them as they go forward in what you have called them to, Lord. We bless them as a church right now. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. Amen. This morning, if you've got anything that you need prayer for, we want to pray with you. We've got our prayer teams. They're going to come up here up front. Anything at all that you want to have prayed for, we want to pray because God moves in prayer. Greet Adidas and the Teen Challenge boys as you go out. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.
Sing it louder, cause nothing has the 